shore where the mountains meet the sea in a clapboard shack by a broken down tree. There's a light in the window, just salty gals inside. I'm not sure if they're witches, but you know that's implied. Got the storytelling, ego swelling, pillow talking, moonlight walking, sea hags. Welcome to the Sea Hags Podcast. I am Katie Nordgren. And I'm Chris Jeppa. And with us today is a tarot card reader and magic maker, it's Sharon Pink. Hello. Hi, Sharon. <laughs> you already making some magic in the shack today. Getting us to say cool words like groovy that we obviously always you know, say at exactly the same time. We finish each other's sandwiches. <laughs> is, that from, is that from that dumb kids movie, Frozen? Probably. Yeah. I've never heard it and I liked it. Okay, so. perfect. Yeah. Good, There's good. always a fresh... So a friend of mine said something like that, like, if you ever just want to make a kid, you know, laugh, you just tell them one of, like, the dumbest, corniest jokes that you ever heard, but they've never heard it before. It's like a fresh audience every time, so, like, you're a hit. You're always oh the goodness. funniest person ever. That's true. Aren't you glad? Isn't that why, like, I guess that's why dad jokes are so great, because it's like, as a kid, you've never heard them before. Hi, hungry, I'm dad. <laughs> God, yeah, exactly. That's its own kind of magic, wouldn't you agree? <laughs> oh my God. Messing with children? <laughs> yes, it really is. I'm so bad with jokes. Like, with, I'm the worst person in the world to tell a joke, and I have, like, <laughs> and I forget jokes, so even those, like, simple, like, kids' jokes slash dad jokes, like, I'm always up for hearing those, because it, it's, like, they're always brand new to me. That's so, so nice. Yeah. You're perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you can yeah. stay. Like a child, I guess. So, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I went to a seven-year-old's birthday party yesterday. It was pretty wild. So. <laughs> wild stuff? Is oh, yeah. that the seven-year-old? that likes to drink Glenlivet straight out of the bottle. It sure does. Oh. We, had, we had teeny tiny little bottle, like empty bottles of yeah. Glenlivet and he took one and put water in it and like pretended to like, he just like waited for his parents to show up so he could prank them. It was so cute. I saw him be born. I saw him come out of his mom. He was my second doula client yeah. baby ever. Oh, wow. And now he's seven. That's nuts. It's and drunk. Totally. And getting, just, <laughs> getting hammered all the time. On water too. Right? I know, right? Yeah. Just drunk on hydration. Yeah, you drunk, you drink enough of anything, you're going to have a wild time. <laughs> you just have to pee forever. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> but his little sister had, like, the floofiest fairy dress ever, and I was so enchanted, and I really mm. want one. It's like the mom just, like, bought a little crop top and then just sewed, like, Poof. To, like just all kinds oh, of poof to it and it's like the hugest dress she couldn't even fit through the kitchen door That's because adorable. her poof was too poofy That's so That's funny amazing. I just I watched uh, I was telling you earlier that I watch I love to watch Hayes Code era films like so we're talking like 20 1928 to 1934 Hayes Code the Hayes Code is something that came in 1933 <laughs> that uh, mandated a certain kind of morality for all films like you couldn't show miscegenation anymore you couldn't suggest people were having sex like kisses could only last three seconds seconds, all of these things that were really, really specific. And that lasted until the 50s, I think, or possibly even the 70s. I'm really not sure how long They were just went. like, these 1920s have been too libertarian, not libertarian, <laughs> libertine. We've like, well, been having too much fun. We can't possibly stand for that. <laughs> you know, so... That's kind of what they did. So I was watching mm. something that came out right before that snapped into place, and it was Catherine Hepburn in uh, Morning Glory, and there were two other actresses in the film. You know, they're, but they're playing actresses. They're all it's very meta, mm -hmm. don't you know? Like, like Hollywood <laughs> loves to tell stories about itself. Um, and so one of these actresses, like she was wearing a t uh, like a tool poof around your neck exactly the way that you just described. It was just so big she looked like a human microphone. <laughs> it was like a globe of tool around her. It was something really magical. She was such a bitch. It's like, why? I know I'm the best actor in all the land. <laughs> and I deserve 2500 a week. 
And they all talk like that, and it's great. Yeah. And they do talk yeah. like that. Like, Especially where are you happened. from? Hollywood? Just like the middle of the ocean between England and New York City. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> the Atlantic accent. That's what they called it. <laughs> so strange. Which brings me to the apartment building I used to live in, because it sounds like Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the Aldandic. That was Aldandic. a big reach. That was a pretty good segue, Katie. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> this is my Make-A-Wish day where you tell me my dumb things are good. And you're <laughs> also a new member of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Wait, <laughs> what? No! <laughs> no, that's Anthony Kiedis' Make-A-Wish. We... <laughs> that I become a new member of the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Yes. <laughs> I'm too old for him. <laughs> Anyway. Um, yeah, so we've had other members from this old fabled apartment yes. building on, on the podcast before. Past guest Ray, past guest Tamara. I believe uh, Anya mentioned it in her episode as mm-hmm. well. And I think that's it for now, but there's always more folks to capture. But it was the coolest apartment building. Mm-hmm. And the way that I got into meeting everybody in that building was through Sharon. Mm-hmm. And we kind of built like a cool little network of awesome yeah. people through that. Yeah, because you came to my, you came and knocked on my door one Friday morning. Mm-hmm. And who does that? Who talks to their neighbors? Yeah, who but... like takes that risk? Goes to have a conversation. <laughs> but I don't even think I had like seen you in the building yet. Mm-hmm. I felt like I hadn't even. I had, and it's like there's twelve units in the building, right? And so it's small. Yeah, we were right across the hall from each yeah, other. Yeah, and you came and knocked on my door, and you were like, "Hi, do you have a sharpie?" Um, I'm. You were like, "I want to make like a um." A sign against so every Friday at Broadway Sky the anti abortion yeah, protests. Yeah, the like anti choice people. And so yeah, so Chris was coming over to borrow a Sharpie to make a sign against them and I was like you're cool. Who are you? Like, <laughs> why have I never seen you? You live across the hall. And uh, yeah, and then I think you came in my apartment and we were chatting for a minute and then we had a small brunch with a few of us. Yeah. And then we like started a Facebook page that was like just all the people in the building and it became this like really and it still exists right it became this like really um sweet thing and I remember um one of the time I remember once you you did you were you coming home and I gave you a tampon to put up your nose because you had a nose yes yeah (laughs) Yeah, you went through like like, crazy nose I had a really bad nosebleed season like for a couple of years after I came back from burning man (laughs) this is all the playa sound is finally working its way out of you but yeah. there was such like sweet things like that about the building, and we had this um, nose we tampons. We had this day, yeah, nose tampons, right? It's like, important. Oh, that's like the really sweet thing that I remember. <laughs> um, but we had uh, we had this day where we did like little tours of people's buildings uh, or people's apartments. Yeah, it was, was like, like a roving dinner party. Yeah, that's adorable. And so people had like f- like if they wanted to like bring a snack or food or drink, and you could like. Um, like have it in your home and then you'd move to another suite and um, musicals musical it flats so, it was really cute because yeah. it was like you don't have to wear your shoes because we're just going to stay inside totally. the building yeah. mm-hmm. and so it's like okay there's going to be appetizers in 202 and then like soup you made like an awesome yeah, tortilla soup that's right yeah like across the hall and then like a another dinner thing and then dessert upstairs well, and lovely like, that's yeah. so beautiful it wasn't like a pretty amazing thing and mm-hmm. there'd be things where we'd be like it's actually the like you know, hey neighbor, can I borrow some sugar? But you'd put it on the Facebook page. It's a little village. Or you'd be like, I have this thing I want to give away. I'm going to leave it outside my door. And then you'd hear like, do, 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 do. And someone <laughs> come and take it. And then do, 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 do. And then in a minute later, thanks, I love it. And I was looking for this. And it's like really, um, and the building still exists. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister lives there and a few people, you know, friends still live there. And um, it's like, what a sweet little place. It was kind of like the East Van Melrose place. Yeah. Awesome. Um, it was yeah. pretty cute. I loved special. that building. I loved your apartment. Mm-hmm. We definitely crashed there, wasted a lot of times. Yeah. 
It was great. You passed out with a cutout of Captain Picard there one time. It was <laughs> a good, good day. I passed out in bed and someone inserted the Captain Picard under the sheet so he <laughs> took a picture. You didn't complain, though. I mean, why not? He's a handsome, handsome gentleman. I'm not worried about it. Um, captain by Captain. I, re- I remember the reason that I felt, like, safe to... I was just like, oh, like, I went... Um, trying to borrow that Sharpie the very first time. Yeah. I was, like, going through all of my felts, and I couldn't find any that worked. And then I was like, what's that sound from across the hall? It was totally La Tigra playing. <laughs> and I was like... You're someone who loves abortion. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I just feel like this is, Clear like, a feminist good... feminist across the hall. I, yeah. I feel like there's, like, a good chance. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh yeah. my god, cooperative Sharpie yeah. handling. I love it. Yeah. It's so great. We did a cute thing where we got a small neighborhood grant. It was my first mm-hmm. small neighborhood grant, and mm-hmm. we painted the park behind our. Yeah, and clean it up. Yeah, because it was pretty, yeah. like, you know, the benches were all just kind of run down, or whatever, and we just bought, like, a bunch of paint and, like, painted them bright yeah. yellow and painted the posts and, like. Put yeah. a dog bowl there, and it was... Yeah. 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 It was kind of cute. It was really It's sweet. funny how just sort of... Uh, I mean, maybe that sounds like gentrification, but just, like, tidying something up makes people respect it a little bit more and treat it a little bit better. It's mm-hmm. like the broken window theory, I guess. If you clean up the broken windows, then nobody's going to climb inside your house and piss in it. Yeah. I don't know. There was a big thing that people used to shit in our back step <laughs> was all a, the yeah. time. Until, really like, popular place. They built lots of, lots of gates. Yeah. So it felt kind of crappy. As mm-hmm. I lived there, it got more and more, like, security. Yeah. Which yeah. like more than they could have just put a bathroom in the park maybe totally. or something right yeah genius idea yeah. <laughs> what create yeah. bathroom availability that yeah. would be a good thing I know yeah. what's the line like I think gentrification has more of the like I know that it's like a creeping phenomenon but like when we think about it in Vancouver it's often like you knock down a whole block and put a fresh new condo development or something mm-hmm. I think our little park with our little neighborhood grant was like. Mm-hmm. Cuter and yeah. hopefully not it was refreshing yeah. more than like, anything else. Yeah. You didn't put in something new; you just improved something that was yeah, already there. Yeah, we were just like, oh, this stuff. The just... utility was yeah. maintained. Yeah. yeah, and then I remember like we were we were out in force like in a little crew, and then like neighbors from across the park people brought came beer. Up. Yeah, do you remember that? These really these awesome lesbians came yeah, over totally. and just like hey, so it was just like, like this all is this... a really nice thing, yeah. and yeah, can we buy you some beer? It was like okay, and yeah. What a sweet thing. That's yeah. so great. Yeah. Aw. So, I really, I really liked it there. It I lived there charming. twice. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you, you yeah. moved away and then came back? Yeah. Again? Oh, yeah. I, I lived there, uh, I don't, I can't think of the years, but I lived there and then probably like five years later I lived there again. Wow. Yeah. And I just found out uh, like an acquaintance of mine also lived there. Did you ever know Blaze who lived yeah, in the I building? So. I don't know if That's we know neighbors. Name. Pretty great. Is, yeah. Um, but he lived in my exact apartment, which is so weird. We were talking about, he's like, oh yeah, I used to live right at Commercial in Woodland. I'm like, oh, me too. Cool. What building? You know, narrow down, narrow down. I'm like, okay, yep. Same building. What floor? Okay. Second floor. Okay. Like what apartment? He's like, oh, I don't remember, but it was the one that, you know, faced the other building. It had a big bamboo thing in front. I'm like, that was totally my apartment. And so he was the one that chose the paint colors that I loved so much. And that's Mm. why I picked that apartment. Oh, so we lived in it before you. Yeah. Like immediately, like right before me, which was like wild. Yeah. Who, I don't know. I really am charmed by that kind of stuff a lot. Yeah, me too. It's not this guy, is it? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) cool. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Facebook. Yeah. That's awesome. Pretty pretty distinctive. So yeah, so now I still, we talk about this on the podcast a lot where I'm like, I miss living by myself. Mm. <laughs> it was pretty nice to have that apartment. Yeah, but. yeah. 
took care of, that building's taking care of a lot of us, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very bosomy place. Yeah. <laughs> it only smelled like a lot like cat pee in the hallway. <laughs> Part of the charm. Part of the charm. Yeah. The piss charm. And like the bright, like the dark purple wall and the red swirly carpet. Yeah. I loved that. And then, though. but then he repainted. It was woomy, actually. Yeah. yeah, then he repainted all the doors in the hallways to be bright neon blue and green. Yeah, that weird combo. Which like didn't go with the it red It was exactly the color that Jasta painted her bedroom when she was a teen. Yeah, yeah. it felt so it's it a felt loud like loud teen teenager, colors. Teenager like science experiment in the corner. Oh my god, <laughs> my house is yeah. painted very ridiculous colors, but yeah. not quite that aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> darker than that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I really did okay. love that building. I miss you having your own apartment, but yeah. this is much cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I live with my partner who I love. <laughs> That's also nice. Cute. <laughs> Just kidding. That part's important. Dumb. I guess. Yeah, we were alone like, feels so good when you're an only child. Yeah, we were just like, uh, it's been like eight years, we should probably try to live together and just see, yeah. you know, if we actually can stand each other or what. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess like what would have, you know, if we decided that we hated living together, would we have just gone back to living separately and it would have mm. been fine? Maybe. Who knows? But we were like, let's take things to the next level after eight years. <laughs> I think this might actually work yeah, out. Yeah, but I was worried because I'm like, what if we fucking hate living with each other mm-hmm. and yeah. we've already been together for so long and it's, it's you thing. know, yeah. turns out fine, totally yeah. fine. So turns out it's okay. Turns out pretty laid back, dude. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that he would be like way more like clean and neat and orderly because he just always was whenever I would come over here. So but, he's trying to impress you. Yeah, I think so. Because now it's just like he's he's sunk down to my level. It's all good. <laughs> We're all get messy. on my level. Get down to my level. Yeah. No further down, please. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, messy and comfy. That's how I like to live. Yeah, your homes always felt good. So I always have Thanks. interesting yeah. fabrics and things. Yeah. She likes draperies. Yeah. <laughs> Why, you must have all these draperies to feel like you're exotic. (laughs) I just love doing that voice so much. (laughs) I like this character. I don't even know who she is. She's just a mad woman about town. But she's not the brassy dame. No, she's a little bit manic. (laughs) (laughs) I've been taking a lot of cocaine-based diet pills. (laughs) (laughs) So you've got her, brassy dame, and then the Midwestern mom. Like, you're working on your character repertoire. You're almost on the road for a one-woman show. One-woman show. (laughs) No, I'm not going to do that to you guys. I promise (laughs) nothing. I promise nothing. I'll totally do it. (laughs) I'll do a one-woman show. I'll do a podcast that has tarot cards on it. I don't give a shit. Yeah. (laughs) How was your week, Katie? Oh, man. Uh, It was interesting. (laughs) <laughs> May you live in interesting times oh, The boy. blessing or a curse No, it's but... actually pretty cool uh, I, I already have to do We recorded last weekend, didn't we? Yeah, I think so Yeah, I had to take my rats to the vet which For the first time uh... Which was like a really interesting experience I don't know if I already talked about that but I forget I forget But it was <laughs> They were very well appreciated there mm. uh, The veterinarian was super Russian And she's like Oh, they are so cute <laughs> It was so adorable uh... So they're fine Turns out they're fine. So that was great. Uh, but this week I had to run an event at work, which had me at school until like 7.30. And then I had to run across town and do uh, a set at the Foxhole, which has now been taken over by past guest Jackie Hoffer. Woohoo! And so the now comedy. there's a lesbian-run weekly comedy show in Vancouver. And she's in like, the old porn theater. In the old projection porn theater room. projection room. And she's like, yes. you can pretty much have a spot whenever you want. So I'm like, I'll pretty much go up bi-weekly if I want to at the Foxhole. So that's great. That's bisexual, cool. bi-weekly. Bisexual, bi-weekly. <laughs> I live my life one by at a time. 
And that's, that's, yeah, no, it's all good. Uh, so I'm, I'm psyched about that. I had a really good set. And then I went and checked out the roast battle that was going on up at Little Mountain Gallery, which was very funny. Uh, not a past guest, but past in this house, Brett Skillen, who was at the New Year's party oh, yeah. and did a set, was being roasted by someone saying, Brett, Brett likes to do a lot of, w- he does one-line jokes. Coincidentally, that's all it takes to draw him. <laughs> <laughs> it is one line. He's the skinniest person I've ever met in my life. I'm not into body shaming, but ah, see, I interpreted that one line is all it takes to draw him like a line of cocaine, and you'll he'll show up oh, at your no, party. No, no. <laughs> one line to draw his body because he's like very thin. <laughs> he has his own joke about how he looks like a cartoon skeleton who could try to play his own ribs like a xylophone. It's kind of cute. It's, he's adorable. Yeah. I mean, he's only 22, so yeah. like that's why he's small. Yeah. In the in the circumference, mm. he's very tall. I dug myself into a hole because it sounded like you felt really bad for him. And so I'm trying to make it sound like he's fine. He's okay. He seems fine. He, yeah. he said horrible things about the other guy. So oh. the other guy was going through a divorce. So oh, he no. got quite a barrage. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not into roasts as a general rule, but I felt like it would be important to show up because like everybody was there. I don't know if there was any regular people in the audience at all, if it was just all comedians, oh. but... It was interesting. It was the who's who of Vancouver comedy scene. <laughs> who's who. <laughs> so yeah, I guess it wasn't that interesting of a week. Those are kind of the two only things I did. But oh, I, uh, yeah, I remember how you're, a couple weeks ago. keeping the spark of creativity alive like we uh, made you promise to do. She has to keep doing. I, have a, fo- like, I do oh. have a couple follow-ups. One, follow-up to last week when we talked about how I have to uh, get three people to ask them directly to read my script. I was not able to ask many people. <laughs> I failed at it after one. I was like, no, this is too much to ask a person individually. So I just put out a general call and then like four or five people said that they would read it. So I'm like, Aww. this is a, it's a bit of a mulligan, but uh, the end result is the same. So it was like... <laughs> It's like that that woman who has obsessive compulsive disorder and thinks that she's left her curling iron plugged in forever and it, she it starts to ruin her life. She has to leave work to go and check it constantly. And eventually her therapist just says, why don't you unplug the curling iron and bring it with you when you go to work so that you can just look in your purse and see that it's there so it's not plugged in at home. Huh. Not a bad work. Yeah, it's just, yeah. just work around the problem if you can't seem to get through it. It's like, just get the thing done at least. So <laughs> that's what I did. So I kind of ate shit a little on it, but I did something. That's good. So it's better than nothing. I'm still very proud of you. (laughs) Thank you very much. So I'm feeling a little bit better about that. I joined like a group about uh, screenwriting on uh, Facebook. And so, so far everybody else has posted is a little more obnoxious than me. So I think it's okay. (laughs) I'm doing fine. Um, And the other thing I wanted to follow up on was when we talked about how I was like, I'm just done with feeling bad about my body and all that kind of stuff. No, I'm not. I'm not done. (laughs) Oh no. I started it again. Oh no. It's like (laughs) lifelong projects. Oh God. I really thought that time it was forever. (laughs) So that was the other thing. Is this week I was just like, I'm gross. My clothes don't fit. Brr, I'm a holiday ham. <laughs> but whatever. It's fine. Don't worry about old Katie. Yeah. <laughs> it, cool. It's a lifelong project. As long yeah. as like you get the spikes of just like, yay, everything's good. And I actually do enjoy living You know what? In the second body. that Forever 21 and Old Navy put out cool dresses in my size that are comfortable, I won't be upset anymore. Mm-hmm. You just want but to there's be able nothing to wear for the season. There's, exactly. There's nothing to mm-hmm. wear. I wore jeans the other day and the the button gave me a rash in my belly button because I was allergic to the metal. <laughs> I was like, I get it. I get it, world of fashion. This isn't for me. Just stretch fabrics. I'm going to put on my sackcloth and get my cat of nine tails and just whip myself forever. <laughs> anyway, that's what I've been. How have you been? I got a San Junipero t-shirt. Yes, you did. 
It's perfect for the audio medium. I've been wearing it's beautiful. I've been wearing it like three days in a row and no girls have even hit on me once and I'm really annoyed. Mm. <laughs> that's fine. Nice jugs. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's They not... are though. They're really nice. Oh, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. It was a genuine compliment. Okay. Um, I had a very good week. I got to go to a conference all week, which was really fun. That's sort of I got to get into my element where it's like you just meet with lots of interesting people. Your and... Super secret job. Yes. And you just, like, learn about all the things that they need and the barriers that they're facing. And then you, like, you meet with, like, 30 or 40 different groups of people. And then you're like, wow, the same three themes have come out in, like, Mm. most meetings. So, like, now we can actually make some policy recommendations. I love that shit so much. I love policy. I love policy. Are you a policy wonk? I am, apparently. I don't know what that means, but it sounds good. It sounds good. It sounds Sounds like like a character on West Wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think policy wonk just is more political somehow. I don't know. But it was just really cool to be like, hey, I really like doing this and I can learn stuff really quickly and I can like write quick like blurbs about whatever and then I can submit them to people who now actually have the power to like do something cool about it as opposed to just writing them just for a blog post mm. or for like a, <laughs> yeah. you know, like for our newsletter or, or to be like a activist advocate where I'm just like, here's the things that we need to do. I can yeah. actually be like, Hey, we should work on these. Yeah. I can like slide a paper over the table to someone. Get shit done. Yeah. <laughs> and a little bit of box wine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, how was your week, Cher? <laughs> um, how was my week? My week's been good. I'm, um, uh, was at my my day job all week, um, and then I spent a lot of my time after. So I'm part of planning this big ritual for Samhain. So mm-hmm. it's like a big pagan slash slash witch ritual on October 29th. Oh yeah. And so I'm part of the organizing committee for that. So um, there's been all the you know things you do um, that. You never think about when someone throws an event. Oh, yeah, um, all the, the little backup, logistics. All the little things and the big things. Um, so I've spent a lot of my time doing that. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then I just a few hours before coming here, I had a two-day date with my partner. So that was <laughs> nice. That was a good like uh, end of the week. Like nice. Put a cap on that a yeah. little bit. Yeah. All this doing all the things and then just having time. So yeah, and now I'm here. So it feels like it's been a very good week. Nice. Yeah. Productive and restorative. Yes. In equal measures. Totally. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, man. So you've alluded to some of the topics that we're interested yes. in. Yeah. It's yeah magic, magic. <laughs> and and like working on kind of bringing some pagan. Mm-hmm. like spirituality into this old city of ours yeah. like how did you get involved in that or do you have some yeah what's going on right now um <laughs> well uh the the communities that i like practice a lot of magic in it's like reclaiming witchcraft communities that have been around for quite some time mm-hmm. um and i'm pretty new in the last like five or so years um and I think within those communities, I'm someone who I have a lot of energy and a lot of passion. So I'm like, let's, I can help do things. Nice. Um, and yeah, so this big ritual, Samhain, it's um, October 29th and it's a public ritual. So last year there was like about uh, maybe 230 people or something there. Oh. So it's like a massive cool. ritual and it's, um, it's a pretty amazing thing. And so... Um, so I've committed to be on the organizing committee for the next three years, um, which 
you know, might go longer, who knows, mm-hmm. but um, there was a lot of people who had been organizing it for, like, years and years and years and years who really, I think, didn't want to organize it anymore <laughs> because they've, like, put in their time. Yeah. And like, I have, like, so much fire and energy in me. Aww. Like, let me use this time. And so... So I was thinking That's a so lot good. about... I bet they were just like, thank goodness. Like, yeah, well, I think about thank things... Thank goddess. Like, Am I right, guys? Goddess. Am I right? Thank goddess. Good one. I do know that joke. So. <laughs> <laughs> but being able to be like, yeah, I have all... I can like help and myself and other people, like, you know, we can help do these things. And my hope is that like, especially like um, people who've been doing this a long time, that they can just show up and just do what they want to do, not what they feel like they have to do you know so mm-hmm. to, to like the keep roles. the event running yeah or, or representative yeah. of totally. whatever like they yeah. can just be themselves yeah mm-hmm. nice totally nice so that's a nice gift to people who've been putting in that time yeah yeah because yeah. hmm. yeah. i feel like it's like they've carried that and now i get they to could just show up and eat hummus yeah and totally right charge their crystals <laughs> yeah, and shit totally. yeah. <laughs> it's a good time yeah whatever feels good <laughs> so yeah nice. that's kind of the that's kind of the big thing right now. Nice. I went to a really amazing, in Edinburgh, they do Beltane and Samhain, like, mm. as huge, like, I processionals bet. with fire and stuff, like, mm. lots of fire. Mm. <laughs> like, they like to set stuff on fire there a yeah. lot. They really do. So, yeah, Beltane, I haven't gone, I've only seen, it's, like, four factions of, like, hundreds of people in different, like, full body paint of, like, red, blue, white, or green, wow. and then, like, by the end of the night, everyone's body paint is really smeared and rainbowy at the end, yeah. everyone just, like... They've been necking. Everyone just smashes bods in the hills, <laughs> it's pretty good. There's hey. a huge bonfire, oh, torchbearers drumming. Well, that don't make you horny. <laughs> I don't know what will. I know, and then, but I went to Samhain, and it was, like, a little more, like, um, subdued, Right, but like still, everyone like there was a whole faction of like drummers, so they just like march like the long curvy streets in Scotland with torches and drums and cloaks oh. and like different masks, and then like came into the main plaza like around the art gallery and put on like a pageant basically mm. around like you know the seasons changing and things like that. It was really cool. Wow, it was I so love that cool. Stuff. Yeah, and yeah. So I'm curious. Is it a thing that people can? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyone, anyone can come. So um, you can look up the uh, the probably the best way to find that info is like if you look on Facebook, you can look up Vancouver. Um, is it Vancouver Sawin? Uh, Vancouver Sawin, twenty seventeen, I think. So Sawin's S A M H I N. And yeah, we have um, we have it actually set up where the ritual starts at seven, and then so the doors open at like five forty five, mm-hmm. and then just I, I think it's six or six fifteen, um, we start like a newcomers space, oh, so nice. people who've not been there before or maybe want to just know a bit more about. So it could be like um, someone's there to answer questions and just sort of talk about different things that happen in the ritual and um, and this like. Um, yeah, I think in, like, Reclaiming Witchcraft, it very much is, like, about people being engaged in it. So oh, it's not cool. like, um, it's, like, yeah, even the way, like, the priestessing will happen, so the people, like, facilitating the ritual will do it in ways that people can be very um, involved and engaged. Mm. And so it's not like you're sort of coming to watch a magic show, and, you know. <laughs> or, like, <laughs> oh, like a pageant or some totally, kind or yeah, whatever. Like yeah, some totally. Kind of like, a... it's all very much, like, we're doing this together. So... Um, yeah, and so it's going to be really, really beautiful and amazing. So it's just cool. at the, the Maritime Labor Center. Oh, nice. Using the space there, which is oh, great. Oh, thanks, and unions. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? So it's good. 
Wicked. It's I like I like that you said like yeah it's more inclusive slash welcoming to newcomers. I'm always like intimidated by any large community gathering mm-hmm. yeah. where it's like okay if I go to this am I like all in right or do I have to like not participate yeah. or like what's the line totally. and I just like well I'd be spanked with a paddle at some point. <laughs> oh I mean if that's part of the program like I really want to <laughs> just just totally kidding <laughs> definitely telling a joke now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I always have like reluctance to get extremely deep into any community. Mm-hmm. I'm just I always much that, yeah. more of like fear a of periphery commitment. person. A little bit. Yeah. No, like... that's fair. I mean, you've been dragged into things a lot because <laughs> <laughs> you're very nice and capable, so that yeah. happens. But like, I really, it's the same way that I feel about any kind of like esoteric kind of community where it's like I really want to just like fully invest and like get in there and like give myself over to whatever community Mm -hmm. and then but I'm just like but I just like my life the way it is over here like and so I just don't yeah I think there can be an idea that like um yeah you either have to be like a hundred percent in or you're on the outs and I think that like um what I found with like reclaiming witchcraft is that it's it's a practice that's really set on people you know one of the like they're like the um, guiding principles. I'm, I'm blanking out on the exact words, but it's about like, you're your own spiritual authority. Like mm. you, you can engage how you want, do what makes sense to you. And it harm um, none, do as you will. Yeah. <laughs> but, but really yeah. being able to, to like be, um, yeah, mindful about your own, um, your own like levels of commitment. Mm-hmm. Like there's lots of people who just like, you know, come, this is like the, the, biggest ritual that happens every year so there's lots of people they just come to it and um lots of people from like a whole bunch of different um different faiths I remember chatting Hmm. with some I was um co-organizing last year as well and chatting with some folks that were Sikh and they came and there was a a family that came out and they were saying how they were like we just wanted to like come and see something different and they all came together cool and it's like stuff like that where you're like they're like this is like yeah not like we are really committed to our own faith and this is like it's like a public mm-hmm. like you know ritual yeah. that people can attend and sort of be part of and and um that's cool yeah. it's like a cultural exchange in a way like to totally. culture super into that yeah yes. that's why they open the doors of their temples so often and mm-hmm. just like share food with anybody who wants mm-hmm. it it's pretty yeah. cool yeah. like i'm coming around like after very many years of being just a staunch atheist mm-hmm. like i'd gone to church a lot as a teen um not religious family at all but like went to bible camp and stuff like that and then my 20s were all like, I'm an atheist now, Richard Dawkins. <laughs> and now I just realized, like, any kind of orthodoxy just bums me out mm-hmm. in any capacity. So it's like, I'm just kind of like, whatever, universe, let's explore and see yeah. some cool things. And mm-hmm. so I'm much more open to these kinds of things now. And so I love, I, I feel much less negative towards organized religion that in- encourages, you know, inquiry and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's mm-hmm. that's the people who, people whose religions encourage you know, going out into the world and having experiences and stuff like that. I think that's awesome mm-hmm. and rad, and it's a good guiding principle to have. Mm-hmm. Do you have any feel like because you're you're saying reclaiming witchcraft, not necessarily like Wicca is like a thing that's a totally a separate thing. Yeah, this is just like a um, more of a practice rather than a yeah. whole. Well, there's definitely like a, I'm I don't know why I'm blanking out on the the right words to say it because it's like a like it's a it's a practice it's a type of. Mm-hmm. 
witchcraft it's a community it's um you know and people sort of engage with it in a lot of different okay. ways so um yeah so this is like like if you've heard of there being um like reclaiming uh, witch camps there's like bc witch camp that i've heard of year. witch camp yeah so there's a few of them like like it sounds um, really fun different <laughs> places in the world. Yeah, it's, super fun. it's kind of amazing you like go into you know go away for a week with like a hundred people and then and then try and come back into the rest of the world and you're like oh hello well yeah see that's kind of yeah. that's again yeah. one of the fears of like getting too deep into one thing or the other to be like how am i supposed to function in my yeah like day-to-day life where it's like you know some folks might say like well the day-to-day life that we've constructed is, like, fake and super contrary to the human spirit, and we mm. shouldn't be locked into, you know, a nine-to-five job or, mm-hmm. like, a, I remember I did a ritual with my friend Ari, and he fucking broke open my... Chakras. He broke open my head. Like, I literally felt like he took the piece out of the top of my head, and then we didn't really finish up properly, mm. and then I was just so sensitive for, like, a week. Mm-hmm. I couldn't sit under a fluorescent light. It just, like, hurt. Yeah. And I couldn't really talk to people. And then he was, like, like he kind of, we did, he, I saw him again, and he kind of helped, like, close that up again and taught me sort of some ways to sort of shield myself from some stuff. But he's like, yeah, I know a lot of people that really, when they go deep into, like, spiritual, like, even, like, tons of meditation, whatever, like, can't interact with people in society. Mm. And so then they kind of become quite removed and then are enclosed in, like, a very small community of only people that can, that are very sensitive as well. And so I'm just like, but I also want to live in the world. (laughs) So, like... I think (laughs) it's, like... Like, I was thinking about, I've gone to witch camp twice, and coming back, I've had really funny experiences. <laughs> like, I was, um, it was just, it's just in Squamish, so it's like, you know, not even an hour away, but driving back with my friend, and we were driving um, through the city, so um, we drove, uh, going through an intersection really close to here, actually, like around the Peony, and uh, I think it was like, just after we'd gotten off the freeway, so it was like back in like slow traffic again. Yes. And... Um, and then there was a car that, like, pulled up next to us at a stop sign. And I remember, like, sitting in my friend's car. And I started rolling down the window to talk to the guy in the car next to me. Cause I was, and I started just saying, like, what a regular-looking guy. He's the most regular, ordinary-looking guy I've ever seen. <laughs> and I was rolling down the window. And my friend was like, Sharon, roll up the window. <laughs> roll up the window. Don't be weird. Because it's like, you just kind of are in this, yeah, in a bit of a world. But, but I think that's, like, an extreme, you know, an extreme. Like, I think after being in, like... 24-7 at witch camp for a week. Yeah, because it's, if it's you're different saying... than, like, going to a ritual for a few hours. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just need, like, the rest of the evening to kind of chill out. But witch yeah. camp, you're kind of for two days being, like... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you yeah. kind of come back on mushrooms. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I just need to connect with this guy about how ordinary his yeah, face yeah. is. Just <laughs> give me a sec. Like, yeah. please don't do that. Like, why? I don't know. Oh, it's at uh, Evans Lake. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I yeah. think I went to art camp there. Nice. I remember it being a very beautiful place, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed myself. Absolutely. It's like right gorgeous. in the smack in the middle of the Pacific rainforest, basically. Mm, it's pretty gorgeous, yeah. And you said it's like a couple hundred people, or yeah, there's uh, there's about a, I think just over a hundred people that go to that. So that's time, like so. the perfect size that they say, where it's like you can kind of know who everybody is by the yeah. time you're done. And yeah, totally. I love nice camp. community yeah. building. I do love camp. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Only too. children love one week at camp and no more. <laughs> By the end of it, so ready to be not there anymore. But then also like, ah, I miss my camp friends. Yeah. yeah. 
I have crushes on everybody. And then you like are like, oh, I can take like a really nice shower at home, and then <laughs> yeah. door flip flops. Yeah, or like go to Seven Eleven and get some chips and like <laughs> things like that. You're like, oh, the world has nice things. <laughs> so you've brought your beautiful tarot cards. I do. You've I do broken have in them. quite some time ago. We introduced yeah. you as a tarot reader, and I follow your Instagram. Oh, you do yeah. like a tarot you card have of Instagram? the day. I do to follow you. I do. I do uh, a lot of. I do a lot of things with. I love Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like lo- like love Instagram. Like I think that <laughs> people will always be a little. Not always. Are often a little bit embarrassed about liking certain social media. Mm-hmm. I love Instagram. My Instagram is Tarot Readings by Sharon Pink, and the readings has an S on it, which gets people confused um but I yeah I love it so I do um a whole bunch of things on there I'll do things like um yeah just like uh sometimes I'll sit and pull cards by myself and I'll be like what are some cards what's the like message that like people on Instagram are gonna read today and I Mm kind of put it out there with that intention in mind um and then sometimes I pull cards that are for myself or someone else or maybe it's just sort of comment on different things or whatever it might be but yeah I have lots of fun on on Instagram and um yeah. I was thinking about actually when talking about the like um being atheist it made me think about conversations I have. I have a, a mentor that I work with, a tarot mentor, and we talk a lot about okay. us both being like a little bit skeptical. So we both um have uh intuitive psychic things that happen when we do readings and and it's like when I say that I always like want to roll my eyes at myself and be like, <laughs> you're in good company yeah when you're like 1-800-PSYCHIC like come on um call Miss Cleo now <laughs> right but the things that like come out are that are so um kind of amazing and I like surprise myself all the time and mm. I, when I do readings for people so so that's like what sort of keeps me to be like a little bit skeptical I think is good and it's also like sort of proving myself against that with the stuff that comes out. Nice. So I often do readings with people where they'd be like, how did you know that? Or what does that mean? I'd be like, I know, isn't that weird that I just said that? <laughs> <laughs> That's so, yeah, I, uh, I'm not experienced at all. In fact, I haven't really touched my own cards in a while, but I hmm. did a couple readings on here just sort of like using a book and yeah, got creepy, creepy stuff out, yeah. of, out of Allison in particular. Yeah. Like we had such an eerie... She was like, she kind of cried a little bit after. Like, it was just weirdly emotionally intense. And mm. I was just like, huh. Yeah, because the magic pulled, is flowing through me. Because yeah. you pulled some and then you were able to, like, from the three, like, you know, stories that come from each, you were able to weave together one cohesive narrative. And mm-hmm. I think that's a really good I'm a story skill. weaver. <laughs> that is a good skill to have. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool. Yeah. I just think it's really, I, I find, um, like, saying I'm going to predict the future here is, is always, like, not the intent but Mm -hmm. it's kind of like what kind of knowledge can you pull from your existing life that is represented in these archetypes and Mm -hmm. things like that like what about this resonates with you and how do you want to focus on it and that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff it's just like basically plumbing someone's mind to get them to come to a conclusion themselves yeah but then if you've got some like deeper intuitive stuff then suddenly it's just like that's super random and then the person might even be like why did like why did you say that? I don't really know. And then maybe in a week they'll be like, ah! Yeah, that's that's really common. And and there's cool. a lot of things that all um there's a lot of things that like they just they kind of like come through me. And they used to be a little bit more almost tangible. Like there was things where I would look at a card and I'd get like a blurry picture of like I'd start seeing an image. Wow. And now there's things that are just um I don't know. I'll just kind of get like a vibe. Um, or it's like it's almost like there's it's just like knowledge that I know. Oh, cool. And it's like why do I why do I know that? That's so 
weird. Um, but I, yeah, I kind of laugh at myself a lot to be just like, <laughs> like, why are you saying that? I have no idea, but this is just a thing that makes it's just, sense. It's, so. just, it's in the, it's in Manalian. Yeah. It's just there. So it's like every time I read Chani Nicholas's horoscope for myself, I want to grab my computer and throw it out the window <laughs> because it's so creepy. Yeah. <laughs> How does she know my life? Well, yeah. I read horoscopes about myself all the time because I'm like, this is dumb. And I like to read them, uh, even though I feel really, really attuned to my signs. Mm-hmm. Ugh. See, we have to do the, like the, the self-deprecation along with the, I love it. It's so interesting, but it's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Just so boys don't think I'm dumb. It's okay. We're in our like special studio now. Yeah, <laughs> special safe space. Uh, and I, but she's the only one that is consistently hitting me right where I live. Mm. And every single one of them, every week, is just mm-hmm. like, "Hey, bitch, wake up! Yeah. <laughs> like, here's what's going on with you." And I'm like, "How very dare you?" Yeah. <laughs> and then I looked her up, and she's beautiful. So yes. damn it. <laughs> A lot of these mystical people are very attractive. <laughs> <laughs> Yourself not excluded. <laughs> I also just added you on Instagram. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's really cool. When did you start doing this? Um, I started, like, I mean, I think tarot has been around for me. I can picture, like, playing with cards when I was, like, you know, probably in grade seven with one of my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, who I had, I had a very big crush on her, um, <laughs> uh, which Tara probably helped that. Um, and then through, like, it's sort of, they were just around for a while. And then, um, yeah, and then it was, it's been, like, maybe, I'm really bad with time, so I'd guess about six years or so, five or six, six years probably. Wow. Um, I just got a deck and I started doing them. Mm-hmm. And I just started do, using cards for myself. And then... I started um, noticing patterns coming up, and so, um, and I would be like, this is weird. Like, there was this this one card in the deck that probably, like, every second card I would get, maybe every second or third card, it, it came up, and it was like, uh. you know, just, and I was like, how did I just shuffle the whole deck, like, over and over, and then for, like, a month, this card just keeps coming up. And so, um, so I started being like, okay, maybe there's something really here right now, Um and then I started just doing readings for other people. And I, yeah, I read from, I was reading from the, um, reading from the book. And then I, I used the book less and started just doing it more intuitively. Mm-hmm. And then my tarot mentor, um, her name's Linda Beach. She's in Victoria. And I did, um, like, um, a weekend workshop with her, which gave me like a good sort of foundation for the cards oh, themselves. Cool. Um, and then, yeah. And then I just kept doing it. And then, um, Uh, I would do like organizing different like femme events in Vancouver and so I would do these sort of I would sit down for like three or four hours and do these mini readings for people Mm -hmm. and then I I just friends would start you know ask me and it just sort of became more and more and then um, and then I started to be like oh like I think I'm good at this like I think Mm -hmm. this is good and and the more sort of um, the feedback I got from people was like oh this is something I should actually be doing Mm -hmm. and then I had um, a friend of mine um give me want to offer me money for a reading and I was like uh okay and then I remember doing this reading we met at a park I did the reading for her and it was it was a really um impactful reading and she's told me about it since too and um and she gave me money and I remember taking the money and just like kind of grabbing it and crumpling it up being so discomforted and like shoving it in my bag (laughs) just to be like I don't even I don't want to know how much money she gave me I don't want to look at it um and then it was then that I was like oh this is actually like I have a skill and it's, I'm using energy and it's something I can offer. Mm -hmm. Um, so I want to be able to, to do this. So I just kept, 
just kept doing it and and here I am just keep doing it and the more I do tarot the more I kind of fall in love with it and um yeah and the more um like I feel like it's um um like I feel like anyone can access that that intuition or psychic or Mm -hmm. however you know you want it there's a million different words for it and so I think that um I feel like really fortunate that I'm able to do Mm -hmm. that and um and it's and it's fun and it's useful and I think I can like be with people and hold shit that feels really hard you know Mm -hmm. like I can really um it's pretty therapeutic yeah like it feels pretty easy for me to like be in that space with people and so um yeah and it's like it's just like people come to me for all these different reasons and it's really um I never have any expectation of a reading like I really just try and be really clear and I will kind of let the cards Fall where they may. Fall where they may. Yeah, there's all these things that I'm always like, oh my god, this is so embarrassing. I'm being like so cliche. This is so cheesy. But it's and good. it's fucking cool. Yeah. So, Our yeah. whole conceit is that yeah. we're witches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole vibe we're trying to go for here. This is the most authentic episode we've done, probably. In a while for I'm sure. I'm a witch. You're a witch. <laughs> I'm not a witch, I'm your wife. <laughs> Maybe think of Princess Bride for some reason. Um, you're saying that like anyone can kind of access that stuff. Like, do you feel like it's because because you're working with this tool and you're using that to kind of channel mm. focus or, and then like the yeah. more that you do it, the more it kind of becomes easier or maybe the more you're able to like draw. Yeah. I think that. that like, um, I've had two other psychic medium people tell me this like separately that when I was, so they both told me like when I was like, when I was five, my dad passed away and after he passed away, like different reasons, I would say five until 17 or well Mm -hmm. a little bit later even actually into my 20s um I was just kind of surviving through a lot of hard stuff going on Mm -hmm. and I've had I've had two different people tell me that my dad was also a very like spiritual intuitive person Mm. and he saw that in me but after he passed away like I kind of had to shut off any of that that stuff in me Mm -hmm. um and so I feel like just like doing a lot of healing and then coming to a place where I Mm. can like access that um feels really um really amazing actually Mm -hmm. and so it's been interesting where um I've taught some workshops with like tarot and magic and um and so throughout them I've like done some different things different exercises and stuff with people to um support people to like connect to their own stuff and especially Mm -hmm. around tarot because it's so funny there's like a bunch of moments where people would like poke pull cards and in I'm thinking of in the tarot workshops but then just like in life in general people pull a card and then like the whole room will look at me and be like what does it mean and I'm like don't look at me you can do this too like you can do this <laughs> and you too and um and some people read from the book which is like that's perfectly good too but there's mm-hmm. there's just um I really feel like there's as many people use tarot there's that there's that many ways to use it and so being able to like find like mm-hmm. what is your way to access this Mm -hmm. you know like how does it make sense to you and I have this like weird shit that comes through me and that's not better Mm -hmm. or more important than someone who's like pulling a card and then opening a book and reading that through you know like there's Mm -hmm. there's all these different ways are useful and valid and um yeah and so I do something um that's been kind of cool I've done with I've done it in groups and I've done it with friends where you get people together 
everyone pulls a card and then you do like a group reading. Oh, fun. Um, and it's really cool because it's like people who've like never seen the cards before. Mm-hmm. It's like just basically you're passing around a piece of art, you know, and the art's got, there's tons of lineage and history in it, but people will be able to like connect with whatever mm-hmm. they connect like, to. Like, what do you it. think this card is yeah. saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you get like the it where you pass it around the mm-hmm. circle and everyone shares like a little bit, um, whatever they feel like the message is. And then that person gets a kind of, uh, whatever messages come through all those people to them. Oh, I like so, that so much. Yeah, it's and it's neat. like y- you could do it. You know, anyone <laughs> could do that. Like we you, do it. yeah, you just like do it for a hookah party. Mm-hmm. That'd some be a perfect little hookah event. Looking for some cozy winter activities. Oh, <laughs> yeah. it's a perfect cozy winter activity. Especially people love to do it on like new moons and full moons and. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah. How how many do you have? Multiple decks. I have probably about, I would say I have about 12 decks. Um, this deck, which is the Collective Tarot, so this deck is the one that I, like, mostly use. Oh, it's gorgeous. Um, yeah, it's it's amazing. It was made by a collective of people that just wanted to sort of imagine the tarot a bit more modern and also... Um, That's so cool. ...a bit less, like, a lot of the traditional images are, like, lots of, like, white men going off... On horses and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Things and, um, and so, yeah, so there's a lot of different ways it's been sort of reinterpreted. Um, but this is the main deck I use for other people. And then um, I have a few other decks that I use. Um, uh, one other deck, it's called the Spirit Speak deck. Um, and I use that one. I haven't used it in a while for readings with other people, but mm-hmm. I used to use it in combination with this one. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I like. I don't know. It's like so hard for me. I don't have a lot of stuff. I just moved two months ago into a tiny home, like an actual tiny home. Oh, wow. So I like just can't even own a lot of things. But it's like really so much like tarot is so beautiful and there's so many interpretations. It's hard for me to like. And it doesn't take up too much space. Right. Yeah. Well, when you live in like 200 square feet. Yeah. You got to be really judicious about that. That's a very like a big, it's a big deck. It's a a very big deck you you have there. (laughs) It's impressive in its size and girth. Um, I just really like, I like it. I get it like a good, this is going to sound corny. We're couching everything. It's like, it feels very like there's a lot of energy coming Mm -hmm. off of it. Mine, I feel like don't have that yet they get charged if i'm reading for somebody it feels like sparkly and and not sparkly but it feels very like staticky and Mm -hmm. weird uh and kind of like it's not broken in yet yeah kind of and that's the feeling that i get with it is that it's sometimes like it's too powerful it's not powerful enough or something Mm -hmm. but i love the artwork on it which is all uh art nouveau in the style of alphonse mucha so it's like the mucha tarot but it's not all his artwork but i think Mm. it's i just find it very beautiful yeah I'm I remember hoping that it gets broken in a bit better. When you did a reading for me, Katie, the same card kept coming up every time. Yeah. And it was yeah. I was just like, just tell me what to do. I just need to like you know, yeah. like I need to pick one thing or the other. Just tell me what to do. And the card just keep, kept coming up being like, You have to choose. It's not yeah. a, like you have to yeah. do it. You're That's gonna, not what I wanted for this reading. You're gonna have a bunch of choices, so it's all up to you. I'm like, God damn it. But like yeah. literally it was like shuffle, 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 that one again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but okay, but what about this? Read into this. Yeah. Shuffle, shuffle, same thing. Like, Damn it. <laughs> and it kind of ended up being like a bunch of possibilities kept coming up, kept coming up, and eventually the one that you really wanted just fell in your lap and you didn't really have to make the choice, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's funny yeah. that it came out that way. It's like, well, stop asking me to do this. I just want it to happen. It's like <laughs> it all the time that I do readings for people, and it's like people people often want to come wanting like validation mm-hmm. which mm. happens a lot because there's a lot of things that they're like, I know this and now I see it. But people really want to just be like, like, often about like wanted the cards to say the things they want and so that's something that um 
yeah, I think being able to hold space for hard mm-hmm. things to be like, actually, yeah. there, there might be another thing yeah. going on here, another way that, you know, life is going to turn out. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's why I also, like, I don't read cards for myself. So I'll either ask my partner or I'll ask, um, I have a friend of mine who lives in New Orleans and so we'll write each other and so we often we'll write each other to be like, can you pull a card about this or can you pull a card about this? Um, and then I, I also like to get readings by other people. I, I especially love to get readings by, um, like if I'm at an event and there's like a person reading tarot or something that I like have no connection to, I really like that a lot. Nice. Yeah, um, and I've had good experience. Spend the money with it. on it. And yeah, and like support someone else doing that. Totally. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's like I when I read cards for myself, I often will like be just, I, I believe it that people can also project things onto it, which is why I... I try and be pretty like clear you mm-hmm. know like mm-hmm. um, there's no totally. biases me I don't want I don't want your life to be a certain way let's just see like what the truth <laughs> is so yeah. yeah so I'll often pull cards for myself and be like oh, I don't want this card I don't like this card right it's now like, nah, it's yeah. pull it shuffle it back yeah. in <laughs> yeah all the time that's why I'm just like oh right I cannot shuffle cards unless I'm like should I like go out for lunch or make lunch at my house so, <laughs> when you yeah. actually do already yeah. know what you want to do <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just want somebody else to tell you what it is you yeah. want to do <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine, like, yeah, if you're coming to something with, like, I really need to make a hard decision, it's maybe not going to be popular with my friends or family mm-hmm. or whatever, and then it's, like, then you get the tarot reading and it kind of affirms, like, yes, it's time to do that. Oh, it's like, okay, now I feel, like, more confident to actually yeah. take that step or something yeah. like that. You know, yeah. when it tells you, like, you got to dump that chump, you're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, damn it. That's a really common one, and so it's, it's interesting. <laughs> I bet that's why yeah. people are asking, like, oh, please give me an option that isn't this very unpleasant thing that I have to yeah. do, even though I kind of want to do it, but yeah. I don't really want to yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. Just hearing, hearing, like, all the time. you got to do it. Yeah. Or I really will just be like, Instead of saying, because I've, I've had uh, recently, uh, recent most recent readings have actually been around relationship stuff, and in both of them I've just been like, like, this relationship isn't satisfying you. That's what the message is. So it's like, that's the information I'm getting, and I never tell people what to do. So mm-hmm. it's like, you can do whatever you want with that, but here's what it's saying. And they're usually like, yes, that's true. And so, yeah. And so it's like, so people can, can choose what they want to do. Like, I think I also want to do readings that are really empowering to people. So mm-hmm. I'm not like, yeah, giving people advice or telling them what to do. And often if people are trying to make decisions, like, okay, let's see what will happen if you do this. And let's see what will happen if you do this. So you can, you can do whatever mm-hmm. you want with that. So, yeah. Which like feels, it. yeah. Not, not prescriptive. Not, yeah. All. Yeah. Yeah, so you have your you have the deck, I and have you have deck. two other items. Can you mm. can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, you know, I have this stone here, which is interesting. I was I just got this stone. It's so beautiful. Um, obviously, it looks like an egg, a shiny, it? shiny egg. Yeah, and I can't remember what this is. I bought this like a few weeks ago. It's like the... polished feldspar to me, but I mean, I don't think that's precious enough. But I don't know. Let's see it. Yeah, it's it's um. So I used to have this chunk of uh, jasper that I would do, that I would bring with me to do readings. And then I was at um, the Amethyst Creations, this lovely crystal store on Fourth West 4th. That place is great. It's amazing. Yeah. My hands are greasy so. from my manicure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I got this stone recently, and um, and I can't even remember what it's called. So, but, um, but I like to have a stone with me. Um, I have no, in my astrological chart, I have no earth at all. 
So I often feel like I'm like... To ground yourself. To ground myself, yeah. So I have like a whole bunch of... I'm like fire and water and then a big gust of air. So I often am <laughs> like, I need a bit of like earth, something from the ground, something from the earth. Um, and then this like, this like funny little piece of fabric. It's kind of funny to talk about it. So... Um, it's just this pink piece of fabric. It's salmon pink. It's salmon like pink. Like 60s salmon pink. It's very ordinary. It's got a few stains and things. Um, but it's like, uh, and I wash it all the time and I have to cut the little stringies off of it. Cause it's just, <laughs> I don't know where I actually got this in the first place, but this is, um, I've been using this for a few years now as, um, it's just always with my tarot cards and I, um, that's what I actually do the spreads on. So whether I'm like doing them at home or doing them in another space um yeah this is just always what and oftentimes like at my home I'll leave my cards like out have a an altar at my house and so I'll leave them out on my altar and um and leave them on this cloth so this cloth is like it's almost like I wish it was more beautiful and nicer you know or, or had like I'm, and sometimes I'm like should I sew the edges up but I like it I don't know it just feels like um like like this, this stone is a new friend, but my cards in this cloth are like, they're like my old friends. So I often will joke that my deck, it's like my 78 best friends. And then I'll be like, no, but really they're like with me 24 seven. They're like always around me. So, um, yeah. So there's just things that I, that I, yeah, keep together. So, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, do you ever do tarot readings for folks, say a podcast listener would like to contact you? Would you ever do something remotely? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I do quite a bit of, um, uh, I do like Skype and, um, uh, Skype and FaceTime and I've done, um, like Facebook messenger because they have video chats. Oh, yeah. So I do that all the time. And I feel like that's like, um, when I first started doing that, I was a little bit worried that it wouldn't feel as like good of a reading mm -hmm. um but it's interesting what I'll usually do so I did a reading for someone in Los Angeles um last week or the week before and so I was like just kind of picturing myself and then being like okay I'm gonna kind of throw a bit of a rope over south so that we're like connected and um yeah and just sort of had that focus as I did my own grounding before the reading um and so I usually will yeah want to know just you know generally where people are and be able to Feel that. A bit, yeah, 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 but it, it feels like I do that quite a bit, um, and it's really it's really wonderful actually, and I think it's um it's almost easier to schedule those two. You know, it's like, <laughs> like a schedule versus house. like yeah, there's yeah. no travel time, yeah. and so it's a little bit um like I did a reading last week at like nine thirty at night because it's like Why I'm not? just doing it yeah from home. It's like that's perfectly good. So. Um, yeah, so yeah, I do the, I do readings at my home. I've done like different events. I'll do them, um, like through online. I've also done where people mm -hmm. have like, um, you know, I've sent them short videos of readings if they just want a few cards, like just recorded a video of myself and, um, yeah, so lots of different ways. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm fairly low tech, um, but <laughs> I would say that, um, I'm amazed at technology and I love to be able to use it to to access things like that, to kind of connect. Yeah, that's important. Nice. And people can find all your contact info on your Instagram. Yes. Tarot so. readings by Sharon Pink. That's me. Yes. <laughs> we are at an hour. Oh, okay. Wow. Is there anything else that you want to talk about that you're getting into these days? Or is this sort of the main piece? So organizing yeah, uh, is, the ritual and yeah. then... 
Yeah, this is definitely, um, those are the biggest things in my world right now. I am, uh, I'm going to be doing some more teaching, uh, in, in the new year, I'm going to be teaching some tarot in Victoria, um, with my tarot mentor, which is really cool to be able to like teach together. Um, and probably doing some teaching more here in Vancouver. Um, it also throughout the next year, that's a lot. I really want to learn a lot and I want to teach a lot so mm-hmm. I put and that stuff I always put on share on Instagram to get the info there so nice. yeah and and everything I do if you do follow my Instagram <laughs> you thought it too didn't you you thought yes, it I did I did I it's do it for you <laughs> so sorry <laughs> no I love it that's what I'm trying to say. So I don't have to feel so serious about it but everything <laughs> everything I do I will do it in a way that people <laughs> I was like I'm going to say it in a way that people can be very um, eased and welcomed into it. So you don't need to, like, know tarot to to connect. Like, that's, you know, you've got to start somewhere to learn somewhere. And so that's it. Awesome. Yeah. Cool beans. Katie, do you have anything coming up in the next little while? Do you have anything that you... We want to ask the cards? <laughs> uh, I have been given an opportunity to uh, do a showcase set for selection for a semi-major festival, which I'm very excited about. I'm not going to say anything else about it. Congratulations. It's very exciting because I don't, I don't, I'm not going into it thinking like I'm definitely going to make it, but I definitely think it's going to be a really good experience (laughs) and it's going to help me hone a set for comedy that is somewhat safe for television Ah. (laughs) because it has to not be super, super raunchy. Uh, Anyway, that'll be interesting. Uh, So I'm going to do that and yeah, I'll be performing quite a bit around Halloween. Hopefully be picking up some more spots so I can buff up my abilities before that showcase on the 28th of October. That's cool. There's a lot of shows that you could be like, hey, I'm trying to run five for this showcase. Please let me on. Yeah. And I will. And I can't. I don't ask for much. And I'm I'm, I'm small and quiet and I don't eat much. None of those things are true. (laughs) You've added yet another character to your arsenal. Oh, it's slightly southern now. (laughs) Oh, heavens. (laughs) Don't know where all this is coming from. But it's okay. That's perfect. Yeah. I have nothing we are many to plug. people. Nothing to plug. Nothing coming. Up. Well, if your nose starts bleeding, we know where to get a tampon at least. <laughs> I am about call back. Oh, Ten blocks nice. down the street. So, very very yeah. nicely done. I like it. <laughs> oh my goodness. So if you need to plug that, then <laughs> I haven't had can. a nosebleed in a really long time. You know, <laughs> touch. That's some a very glass good pun. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I was. Were you noticing that? <laughs> good. Thanks. She's very talented. Yeah. I'm yeah. not clever with words. So. Yeah, that's okay. You're very good with cards. Like said, so. it's, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the show, Sharon. Yeah, really, I appreciate you taking the time this afternoon. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, we'll be back. We're excited for the rest of October. We've got some really good guests. Oh, boy. Um, in addition to yourself coming up. I'm very, very excited about who's coming yeah. tomorrow and for then, next week. Yeah. And then uh, we'll just kind of look on to the rest of... The future. Well, and just fall and like this is my favorite time of year so mm. much. So I'm really this excited. Bitch and I, loves cardigans. Yes, and I think I might come out to the Samhain <laughs> Festival because that would be really, really yeah. awesome. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds really fun, and I don't think I'm yeah. doing anything on the 29th. So. Yeah, well, looks like you are now. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna get mystical as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Okay. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.